Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am forever grateful that you are here becoming the conscious mama bear you were born to be. Today's episode is gonna be a big one for a lot of people in the community of women and men who are dealing with fertility issues. And it's all about slowing the fuck down. And I say it's a big one because many of us just grew up that we had to always be doing, we always had to be go, go, going. And, you know, in high school, we weren't even, we were like full-time students and working a full-time job and applying to college and doing sports and, or music or drama or whatever it was. Um, so when it comes to healing and allowing your body and giving it time to heal, um, dramatically slowing down and saying no and doing quote unquote nothing is one of the biggest things that you can do for your fertility and your overall health. So I really hope this episode is inspiring to tap into the power of no and um, just realizing that doing nothing is absolutely doing the exact thing you need to be doing um, to improve your fertility. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. So I think this uh, question stems from an IG story that I did asking, um, when's the last time you did nothing? And um, there was a high response for over like months. And I can completely relate to this um, before my fertility journey, during my fertility journey. And then obviously when I stepped into motherhood, um, there just becomes like a completely different level of doing nothing, right? Because you have other people to take care of. And if you don't conquer uh, the art of doing nothing and sitting in stillness, it just becomes a little bit harder uh, when you do have children. Um, but it's, the question is, you know, when you, when I'm doing nothing, I feel like I'm not going to achieve the ultimate goal. And a lot of us are really wired to believe that we have to be doing to receive or for the outcome to come to us quicker or um, to get what we want. And while there is a time and a place for doing, um, 
it kind of goes against the whole rest and relaxation and support your adrenals if you're constantly going, 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 going. So I have a one-to-one client that um, during one of our sessions, you know, she talked about, I'll add that to my list, my fertility list, like a specific list of things she needs to do to improve her fertility. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 wait, let's, let's not keep adding to the amount of things that we are doing to help improve our situation because I can clearly see the one thing that would radically change uh, the direction of your journey and really increase your health and better improve your egg quality is doing nothing, like not adding another thing to make sure you're doing. And I think um, a lot of times we just fall into these pit holes of like, well, if I'm not doing something, then it's it's not going to happen for me. Or, or I wish I would have done that and then my result would have been different. And as long as you feel in, in alignment with the things that you can control and you've made bit better decisions with um, your diet, your lifestyle, your, your products, you know, the, the toxic, you know, chemicals in the air as much as you can control them. And then the people in your life, how you show up on social media, who you're following, what programs you're watching on the TV, as long as you feel way more in alignment on what you're doing is the right direction for you, then that's the time to tap into doing less. So instead of reading yet another book or listening to yet another podcast about fertility and something maybe that you can do is tapping into um, something that really truly brings you joy. And now like, don't get me wrong, like learning about these things definitely brought me joy. And even in my own kind of very woo-woo spiritual journey that entrepreneurship has pushed me into, there comes a time and a point where you're listening to literally the same thing over and over again, um, maybe just in a different voice or someone's delivering it differently. Um, But once you're like, okay, I know this and there's nothing else more I need to add to my regime. I just need to sit in kind of the silence of healing. And I think that's why healing is kind of so frustrating and really hard for people to do is because you can't speed up the process, right? You can only um, eliminate the inflammation, add in the right supplementation, and then on all the physical things that you need to do to reduce your stress levels, uh, to, you know, like get off the social media, to stop watching like super crappy TV all the time, staying up too late because you're doing these things, working too much, people pleasing, trying to be, you know, the best daughter, like all those things that, you know, we get sucked into. you kind of just have to sit in silence. And this kind of just like made me think about my own journey when um, I literally moved from York, England to Rosniga, Wales. And on my last day of York was my transfer for my second embryo, frozen embryo transfer. 
Woke up, stayed the night at a friend's house because we had already moved out of our house, drove to the clinic, did the transfer by myself because my husband was already at his new job and drove from York to Ross Niga, which is a pretty like long drive, five, five hours, six hours. And um, during this time of, we found out that I was pregnant, but then we found out that I I had a um, missed the heartbeat. Um, we had kind of nine weeks of this lag of, um, it was like a really nice vacation. We lived on the beach in Ross Niga. It was a beautiful summer in Wells, which is like pretty rare. And um, there was nothing I can do. Like I had a miscarriage. We weren't going to jump back into another treatment anytime soon because we kind of had to let the dust settle on many different levels. Um, I wasn't working because I was, I, we were actually really moving from York to Lincolnshire. Um, I wasn't looking for a job. We had already decided that I wasn't going to go back to work um, at least right away. And, um, and all I could do was kind of sit in my own joy. Because at that stage, even though I was incredibly sad that I had the miscarriage, I was very much on the way of, way to healing. And uh, really conscious, I was like, um, you know, pretty good at journaling every morning. The uh, five-minute journal that you've seen all through the course, that is definitely something that um, I did during that time. Um, and just really tapped into gratitude and being thankful for my surroundings. And I actually ended up um, being incredibly creative, which I don't actually really talk about much, but um, not to toot my own horn, but I'm a very good knitter, crocheter, sewer. Um, I created these busy books, um, you know, for the future. And um yeah, I just really sad. I, I knitted myself a jumper for the first time ever. It was my first and last jumper that I ever knitted myself, but, um, I just really sat with joy and gratitude and I really slowed the fuck down and kind of did nothing because I didn't have any more things to achieve. Right. Um, and I do believe that time was um, a real massive time for healing and acceptance um, and really pushed and contributed to, you know, an, a, a successful outcome with our second frozen embryo transfer. Did I say that was the second? That was the first frozen embryo transfer. But um yeah, it was the first time ever. And um, I would like to say that it lasted. <laughs> but um, just being reminded about that, uh, tapping into that energy, and now trying to get back there while being, um, you know, a leader in this community, while being a mom, while being a wife, um, really just tapping into that creative side. And that's what brought me joy. And, you know, I talk a lot about within the course, like bring joy into your life now. Don't wait for the two pink lines. Don't wait till 12 weeks. Don't wait till the birth. Don't wait till your child's one year, you know, old. 
um, it's really tapping into that joy. And when you're able to do nothing, um, and I'm not saying nothing like just sitting on the couch, um, like nothing in the sense that you feel like I have to do this to be productive. Like I'm literally just knitting. Like I used to knit um, kid stuff, like baby stuff. That was actually what I really enjoyed knitting. And um, I would do it for no reason, right? Um, I, there was a pattern, there was colors that I saw and I just knitted. And a lot of the stuff I got to use for my two boys and a lot of the stuff that I knitted for girls, I never used and I've just given away. Um, but I never had like a solid, like I'm, or I rarely had a solid, like I'm making this for this, right? And it's really important to tap into that energy and reconnect. And what I'm learning is that with um, the masculine and feminine, like the yin and yang is with the masculine side is all about doing, right? Like it's about building the forts. It's about finding the food. It's about, you know, all those things, achieving just to live what our ancestors did. And what we do on the masculine side is go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And which is needed, right? Like you can't have one without the other. You can't just be feminine and open to receiving all the time. Sometimes you do have to do those physical steps to be able to to receive. And so when you take time to, I don't even know, like bask in the masculine things that you have done, right? I have done um, an amazing job with my diet. I've meal planned. That is a masculine doing thing. And so now I can receive the benefits while I don't have to stress out on a Wednesday afternoon when I'm eating or come home on a Thursday and stress about what I, what I have to cook because I've done that. Um, and really just sitting with yourself and allowing these things to happen. And for a lot of us, it's just incredibly hard to do and it just takes practice and um acceptance and just know just remember that your journey you have to think about it like a seed you don't put a seed in the ground and just pray and hope that the next day you're gonna have the flower or the fruit right it takes time to do the things it needs to do and during that time you do have to care for it right? You have to find what's right for that plant. Too much water, not enough water, too much sunlight, not enough sunlight. Um, but no, and, and with the seed, you can't see what's happening. You cannot see what's going on until it starts to sprout. And you're like, okay, I've, I've gotten a little bit of success. And that's why we look at all of our small goals during the course as well. Like we can't base pregnancy um, as the only successful marker of our journey, because if we do, then we will literally feel like we're failing every single month. So remember to keep watching your normal common health issues disappear or greatly improve. Um, and remember that when we're healing the inside of us, sometimes um, when we aren't dealing with a weight issue or a skin issue, an outside feature is really hard to see if it's working because we can't see what's going on, right? Just think of it as a seed and just have faith. And remember, tap into that hope um, 
portion of the course, it's new, is that hope is the driving seat. When you keep your hope level high and you believe in your body's ability and just keep focusing on the ultimate goal in a healthy way, um, you know, great things do happen. So when you are struggling with, um, you know, trying to slow the fuck down and doing nothing on, you know, a more consistent basis, um, you just have to be graceful for yourself, to yourself, for yourself, to yourself. Um, and just remember, it's just like your diet. It's something that you are addicted to the, the fire wire, all your connections in your brain are focused and trained to do B and B a certain way. And so you have to be really gracious for yourself. And even if it's just scheduling in literally five minutes to do nothing, um, and not get distracted, that's like a win and just keep building up and building up with it. Um, that's why it's really important with um, finding your joy and find something that you absolutely love to do. Because when you get immersed in that, it's the same as meditation. You get into that flow of creativity. And if you allow yourself not to be distracted by, um, like, even if you just put on music or put on um uh, vibrations or, or, or different sounds and like not watch in front of the TV or things that can distract you, even listening to audiobooks, um, you get into that same flow. And that is incredibly beneficial um, to all areas of your body, just like meditation is. So once again, if you're struggling with just meditation and just lying there for 10, 15 minutes, um, really tapping into something that brings you joy that is slow, right? I know there's a lot of times that we get addicted to exercise and and while I do believe it brings some people joy, it's just not good on your adrenals right now. So try to think of something like if you haven't accessed that part of the course yet or you just skipped it, it's vitally important. Like everything that I've put into this course is um, really, really, um, important for the big picture. And if you're like, oh, I didn't do that. This is the time to really go back in and discover like, okay, what does bring me joy? What, um, makes my, my soul light on fire, something I can sit and literally talk to people about all day long, um, or something that I can sit and do for like, um, two hours. And this could be reading a book, right? Like I'm reading like, uh, a nonfiction book. So like a, not a book about fertility or health or um, mindfulness or any of that stuff, like really just letting yourself go into a different world um, of fantasy and enjoyment and really tapping into that and yeah, getting used to receiving because you are, if you're here, you are doing enough and if you feel like, ah, oh, just have not found what it is that, you know, maybe the right diet or, you know, you're struggling with stress levels or whatever it is, reach out in the community and just ask questions like that is the best way to really get to your ultimate goal. Um, so I hope that this has helped and 
learning to slow the fuck down. I know it's a really big part of the course and just make sure that you go back into that and tap into those areas and, you know, look at your schedule and find ways to de-schedule yourself, ways to say no to people, whether that be friends or family or especially your work, put up big, big boundaries. And um, just remember when you're setting boundaries for yourself, you um, tend to be more forgiving when you cross those boundaries. So um, make them achievable, right? Like you don't, you don't want to beat yourself up over them, but just think of like in a relationship, if you've asked someone not to do something because either it's not serving your highest purpose or just it's annoying as shit, um, set those boundaries for yourself. And my best advice when you feel like you can't stick to that boundary, it is usually tied to self-love and self-worth. And so you have to work on those two things in a subconscious way. And in a conscious way, what you keep doing or what you keep saying to yourself, and let's just take alcohol, for example, because that was like one of my biggest struggles. Um, I will not drink tomorrow. Tomorrow, I am not going to drink. Um, and I just said it to myself again and again and again. And it took a long time. I mean, obviously, during my fertility journey, I stopped. Um, and that was really easy because I wanted a family and I knew physically I had to, but I didn't do it for me. So when this time around, I wanted to stop drinking. Um, and it was just really social drinking. It wasn't even close to what I used to drink as a 20 year old. Um, but I knew it wasn't serving me. I knew that it's, it wasn't a place I wanted to be anymore. And I was doing it, um, out of, you know, boredom a lot of the time habits, and then a little bit of the self-worth, like, well, it doesn't matter. I don't have this going on tomorrow. Or, oh, I'm not doing this. Like, uh, I don't need to have like a sharp brain. It was like, no, I, I, I want to be alert for my children. I want, you know, like not hungover. I was never hungover. I'm not painting myself in a very good light right now, but, um, you just have to know yourself. Some people can have one or two drinks a night and not feel the effects at all the next day. That's just not how I am anymore. Um, so going back to you, and if you feel like you're not sticking to those commitments, to the boundaries you've set for yourself, um, work on the self-love and the self-worth side of it subconsciously. And there's obviously a lots of links to do that, um, within the course. And, um, keep saying out loud to yourself, um, or in your head tomorrow, I'm not going to drink. And I even have, um, I don't know why I did this. It was a, like an activity. Um, Monica, um, does Monica, what does it say? Monica is and does. And the first thing on top of it is Monica limits her drinking and at times doesn't drink at all. So write these things down, just keep them in the forefront of your head your brain and just visualize it. And eventually your subconscious mind is like, oh, you're not that person you were anymore. Brilliant. Like this is easy. And um, this time around, not drinking has been so easy. And I am surrounded by alcohol all the time. My family's still into it. My husband still occasionally drinks society that I live in. There's a bar on every single corner, um, but it's been really 
easy. And I think it's because of the continuous um, subconscious and conscious work of like, that's not who I want to be. That's not who I want to be. And eventually um, you won't be that person. And these are the small things, right? Like we um, can't necessarily do this with pregnancy. <laughs> I wish, I wish that all you had to do was sit there and keep telling yourself, I'm going to be pregnant. I'm going to be pregnant. Um, you can do that, but also remember it's, it's physical things that we need to put into place as well with um, big achievements like that, big, big goals. Um, like, uh, let's take for example like I'm gonna be a millionaire right like I'm gonna be a millionaire I'm gonna be a millionaire now I can't become a millionaire without doing um or taking action and taking the right actions to get me there so it's the same with pregnancy I couldn't become pregnant without taking the right actions that I needed to take to lower the inflammation, reverse my autoimmune issue to be able to carry a baby. Where the things like, I'm not gonna eat gluten, I'm not gonna drink alcohol, um, I'm not gonna scroll on social media, those are just more accessible things that you can literally trick your brain into not doing or doing. I go to the gym every single day, right? Or uh, not every single day, don't go to the gym every single day. three times a week. And if you, if you consistently aren't showing up, you just keep telling yourself, I go to the gyms Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Friday. Um, and I do low impact stuff. Remember low impact stuff. So I hope I've, I went on for a lot longer than I was intending to, but I hope this has been really helpful and remember reach out, um, ask questions. That's the value of this course. Not many courses out there have a live aspect to it, um, that are evergreen. A lot of courses are, um, you know, within certain timeframes and coaches just, uh, coach during that timeframe where the formula is completely different. It's live coaching twice a month, every month. Um, And as we grow, it will become even more. So just make sure you um, access that part of the course. I mean, all the course content is amazing, if I do say so myself, but I know where the secret sauce is, and that's in the coaching. So have a beautiful day, and I'm looking forward to connecting with you guys again soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.